When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's up, 3Bs? Rhea Butcher here. Guess what? I've got some live dates coming up, and I'm adding new ones all the time. October 20th, I will be at Minneapolis, Minnesota for the 10,000 Laughs Festival. I'm headlining that with Taylor Tomlinson. On the 27th of October, I'll be in Washington, D.C. for the Benson Ball. On November 10th through the 11th, I will be doing two shows Saturday, one show on Sunday at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. Saturday, January 19th, I'll be in Portland, Oregon at Mississippi Studios. That one's almost sold out, so get your tickets now. And January 20th, I'll be at the Crocodile Cafe in Seattle, Washington. I'll see you out there. Forever. Dog. This was my town. What a stupid thing to think. Now he could bite off a brain down. I myself am on the brain. I used to want to be a real man. I don't know what that even means. Now I just want you in my arms again. And we can search each other's dreams. What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, baseball gerbils? The athletic kind. Hello, it's Rhea Butcher, host of this here podcast, Three Swings. Let's give a shout out to Jason Isbell and the 400 unit, the singer, songwriter, band, performer of the uh, theme intro music. Pretty wonderful. Um, I got to see him at the Greek. That was pretty great. Enjoyed it a lot. Hope everybody had a great week. Can't remember if I told you about my fantasy baseball league, but I came in third in both of them. I pretty much gave up on my categories league. I just couldn't do it anymore. The fact that I came in third... I'm pretty stoked about in my categories league and uh, in my points league, the fact that I came in third is a miracle. (laughs) And had I been able to beat, win the first round, I would have won. However, I am a person who understands that I didn't win the first round. So it's kind of irrelevant. Anyway, uh, I had a great time playing fantasy baseball, but to be totally honest, I'm glad it's over. And it's kind of fun to just watch baseball. I will say I like watching fantasy or watching baseball with fantasy baseball on my mind because it helps the whole thing. But it's nice to just watch baseball. And speaking of just watching baseball, I made myself a grilled cheese with a little veggie ham in it. If you are the type of person who goes to the grocery store and sees veggie ham and you're like, who on the earth eats this? Guess what? It's me. I like it a lot. I don't miss meat and it doesn't taste weird to eat replacement meat because I've never had it. So I have nothing to compare it to. 
Yeah. So I made myself a sandwich and then I watched a little bit of uh, MLB Tonight, which is funny because it's been on since two. So that's 5 p.m. on the East Coast. Not necessarily tonight, but whatever. Um, I was really enjoying Jim Tomey, his, you know, insights on uh, mechanics of the game. Just all that stuff is just so wonderful to see him. And then unfortunately, they got to an Osuna conversation. And it's just three men one of whom knows like literally garbage about baseball. I could do his job. Do you know how much more interesting this channel would be if I was hosting it? I mean, a lot of people would be really angry. So I understand why they're not clamoring to hire me for MLB network, but it would be cool to switch it up with somebody that like, I don't know, likes baseball or understands it and doesn't say dumb shit all the time. Um, anyway, uh, and then they started talking about Osuna and how, how much he's worked out for the Astros and how we got to look at the outside stuff, but also you got to look at the numbers. And I just, man, you know, it's hard to, uh, and like, I don't want this podcast to only be about this stuff because I really am trying to focus on other things because like, if that's all I end up focusing on, then that's all I'm focusing on. And that's not fun and it's not good. And I'm not trying to ignore the bad stuff, but Man, at some point, you got to see some new stuff, some okay things. But uh, some Addison Russell stuff came back up again, and he's, you know, not not with the Cubs right now, and he's saying this is absolutely not true, and it's just bad news, you know? And I, I just, I can't help but look at these two guys, this stuff happening right now, and then not put it in the same sort of shadow or category of these Brett Kavanaugh hearings and the fact that there is this whole system in place that people are leaning on. And I say people because it's not just men that are doing this. There are women saying this guy is my guy and all this stuff. Like, so it's actually not a fully gendered thing in that way. I mean, I haven't seen any non-binary people say, Brett Kavanaugh, put him on the Supreme Court. So it is a gendered thing in that way. <laughs> but if anybody wants to point any non-binary Brett Kavanaugh activists out to me, please do. I'd love to have a conversation with them. However, this whole system in place where if you're a certain type of person, and even that type of person is hard to describe. I could... I could toss out so many descriptors of that type of person, but then does Roberto Osuna or Addison Russell necessarily, he, they don't have the same uh, characteristics as Brett Kavanaugh. So it actually isn't something that you can break fully down into, you know, identity class, right? All this stuff, like it actually just is who's who and who isn't. Who is the, in, in each situation, in each context of these situations, who is the person in power and who is the person without power or with less? That's what it always is. Always, always. So I think that, you know, we spend a lot of time, I went to a talk over the weekend and I won't get into details because the details don't matter, but someone was asking a question of, of a sort of leader, how do you discuss your privilege without centering it and then also how do we galvanize um the the queer movement like we did around aids um and then around you know marriage equality and then you know because quote the movement doesn't care and 
because uh, something that's a big issue that we're not galvanized around is, uh, you know, violence against trans women. And I think that the other side of that is actually to look at how much we have, which is to say how much we've galvanized around that. And I bring that up because if we continue to only say this is like a cis, straight, white, male problem, we become very monochromatic not no pun intended but but it doesn't become a conversation that makes sense for each situation and it's not to say that that isn't an issue it's just that it's not the only one and we're actually needing to discuss positions of power in every single context that exists and that's exhausting so we can't actually do it just generally it's something you have to like literally practice in your everyday life in every interaction that you have and that's why I say things like trying to practice like radical kindness towards people, because in every moment you could put out into the world joy, happiness, kindness towards someone who otherwise might not think that your kind does that. It's just a thought. So I say that around these guys because how do you change people's minds whose minds are, are very closed and think, well, this is a baseball player or well... This is a judge. They've worked their whole life to get where they are, and now we're just going to let this one thing take them down? Actually, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about it, and we're going to figure out what's going on, and we're going to get to the truth about it. It's not about taking people down. It's not about uh, ruining someone's life. It's about realizing that someone's life has already been ruined. Someone's life has already been affected detrimentally. And it is about recognizing that and that that is important. It's not about who says what the right way or about who decenters their privilege the right way or who is more mad about this issue or that issue and who has all the right issues and who says all the right stuff about the right things. And if you say the wrong thing, then you're not good. That's not what it is. It's about saying who, who in this room needs the most help. And I would say... Is my bringing this issue up, an issue that doesn't affect me directly, i.e. violence against trans women, what I mean to say is I am not a trans woman, so any violence that I experience is not violence against a trans woman. So should I bring that into a space that that space is meant specifically to keep that from happening? Because when I bring that up, when I bring up domestic violence, when I bring up an issue like that that is traumatic for someone... I'm bringing that back into their life. And so I think sometimes we need to, as a culture and a community, and by community I mean people who are into this podcast <laughs> and agree with me on things, not all things, things, I think we need to be like more conscientious of the, the, the words that come out of our mouth. And that's not, I actually mean it about what, what are the things that you're bringing into the world or or unleashing into a moment that weren't otherwise existing there. We could really spend a lot of time realizing what a good space we're in together in a moment. And so that's why at the beginning of this segment I said, I don't want this podcast to become only about these issues. That's not to say I'm going to ignore them. It's just that sometimes I want you to put this podcast on and I want you to have a good time. Because you might already know about this stuff and you might have already forgotten about it. 
But guess what? I reminded you. And it actually doesn't do the world that much good for us to go to work or be at home working or, you know, doing the labor of your day as a person in the world, whatever that labor is, right? To spend that labor angry, upset, sad, devastated, falling apart. That doesn't actually help someone who's experiencing domestic violence or, you know, violence or pain or anything. That, that just puts another person in pain. So an outlook that I am trying to have is that you can f- feel that and you can try to understand it and you can try to grapple with it and you can simply acknowledge it and then try to put happiness back out into the world. A, a prayer, a belief, a hope, a whatever energy, whatever you want to call it, that that will end, that that pain and suffering will end. And then you continue your day in a good place, restored, and you put kindness out into the world with the people that you interact with, strangers on the street, <laughs> the person who makes your coffee for you, the person who bags your groceries, the bus driver, the person you sit down next to on the train, if you say hello to that person and they ignore you, okay, they didn't want to say hi. You did. Great. So anyway, (laughs) welcome to my baseball podcast. My personal favorite Tomboy X underwear is the Micro Modell 6-inch boxer brief. It's very comfortable, very light. It's almost like I'm wearing nothing at all. You don't maybe want to know that, but that's okay. I also play baseball in them. What? They have like some skulls on them or something. I just wear the same underwear every time. I do wash in between and it's not out of superstition because I don't believe in that anymore. I just believe in playing well. Tomboy makes me feel good. It's like I've got underwear that fits who I am. And that's kind of their whole thing. It's time to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident. Underwear that has way more frills than function or underwear that your mom got to fem you up. It's underwear that's made to fit you and how you see yourself. They make briefs, bikinis, boxer briefs, trunks, boy shorts, racerback bras, soft bras in everyday basic colors, fun seasonal prints, and brilliant colors. And all options come in extra small to 4X. So regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody feels comfortable in. So go to TomboyX.com baseball and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And three swings listeners get an extra 15% off with code baseball. Again, that's code baseball for an extra 15% off. So ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com baseball. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Guess what? We've got another uh, baseball player rundown. Maybe we're going to start a new segment that's going to reappear often um, called Women Baseball Players You Should Know. Okay, this rundown has been uh, bench coach Brett, 
pulled this info from a wonderful piece on the Seattle Times um, by Jada Evans, who you can follow on Twitter. And it was sent to us by Brad Iverson Long via Twitter. So thanks, Brad, and thanks, Jada, for writing such a wonderful piece. Um, I'm going to be talking about Emily Sujikawa. I really hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I think I got it. Um, I didn't get a, a, this is how you pronounce her name, and okay. (laughs) Sujikawa was just one of two high schoolers to play on the USA team during this year's Women's Baseball Cup. I believe the other was Ashton Lanzell, another Baseball for All graduate. She pitches for Redmond High School outside of Seattle, the first female player in her school's history to play on the baseball team. I wonder how old the school is. Good question. Serving as a starting right-handed pitcher for the JV team the past two years, Sujikawa will be uh, will be vying for a spot on the varsity roster next spring. I know that all three Swings listeners will be cheering for Emily. Quote, she's got a better breaking ball than a lot of the boys that play, said longtime Redmond coach Pat Frabel, who heads the Mustangs junior varsity team. Quote, one thing you can always count on is she doesn't walk people. She's got great control of her breaking ball and her fastball. Unquote. I love just a straight-up baseball quote. Like, he's not just, hey, this is what she's got. Uh, Sujikawa acknowledges that softball affords her more opportunities to play at the college level, but has so far resisted the switch because baseball is her first love. And that is something that we hear over and over again with uh, women baseball players, is that the opportunities are in softball, not in baseball. And it reminds me of my friend Justine Siegel's quote, which is, I never wanted to be the first, you know, in anything. She, she didn't want to be the first. She just wanted to play. And how, I mean, how great would it be if women could just play baseball? What if, what if the whole structure of softball was just baseball? What if it was just women playing baseball against other women? And we watched that. How fun would that be? I think it would be a lot of fun, given that I watched the World Baseball Classic and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I think it's a lot of fun. Again, I go back to my belief system that more baseball is good for baseball. That's another thing that baseball is like, what, how do we fix the game? I don't know. Give me more opportunities to watch the damn game. Sujikawa said being one of the initial 100 competitors during the national team's tryout in North Carolina in June was a dream. She spent a week thinking only about baseball around athletes who share her bigger mission. Again, we all just want to go someplace where we feel like we're part of something, right? We just want to feel like we're part of a community, of a team. It's very important as human beings to feel like we have a pack of people who care about us, whether that's our family or our friends or a team that we play on. Or all three of those things. Some of us have many packs and many uh, crews of people that we run around with. And it makes us feel good. Like, it's a very human thing. That's why we all go to baseball games and wear the team logos and stuff. We just want to feel like we're part of something. And I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show. Justine Siegel, who made news in 2015 when hired by the Oakland A's as the first woman to coach an MLB team and also the first woman to throw batting practice for a Major League Baseball team for the Cleveland baseball team. Her jersey is in Cooperstown. uh, Is Sujikawa's athletic role model. She believes there should be more opportunities for girls and women to play baseball, which Sujikawa, like Siegel, says is a sport where gender shouldn't be considered. So that's our Women Baseball Players You Should Know segment. The very first one after our rundown of the whole team last week. Uh, Thanks for listening to that, and it will come back. Now, moving on 
to the NL playoff race. The AL playoff bracket is pretty much set. Really, the only question left is whether the wildcard game will be played in Oakland or the Bronx. And I agree with Jim Tomey that I, I like Oakland's chances. And if the Yankees have to play in Oakland, I think I think Oakland's got it. But if you have to play in Yankee Stadium, it's going to be tough. So, oof, watch out. I really, I really, really, really hope the A's get home field advantage. I really, really, really do. I really, really, really do. I'm really pulling for the A's. Obviously, I picked, I chose them to do what they were going to do. I said they would, and then they did. It's my favorite thing watching MLB Network and just hearing everybody go, who could have predicted? I don't know. This upstart, a more amorphous, organic baseball podcast hosted by like a shouting lesbian. Yes, that one did. Yes, it did. So, meanwhile, with seven days to go in the regular season, only one National League team has clinched a playoff spot, and that team is Atlanta. They are the only certainty. The NL is exciting this year. You have five teams competing for the four remaining spots. Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals, Dodgers, and Rockies. Wow, that's very... It's Central and NL, and that's it. Nobody in the East was hanging with it. Phillies were my other projection, but I didn't think they were going to maybe... That they were going to do it this year. And guess what? I was right about that. I was right about it. I know it seems like I'm beating a dead horse. I would never do that. I'm a vegetarian. I just have a chip on my shoulder. So the remaining schedules of those five teams are the Cubs, four games against Pittsburgh and three games against St. Louis. And those are all at Wrigley Field, which presents a tremendous advantage for them. However, the Cardinals, Matt Carpenter is hitting again and he hits really well at Wrigley Field. So (laughs) curious to see how that turns out. The Brewers, three at St. Louis, they get an off day And then their final three games are at their hitters park against the Detroit Tigers. So I feel like the Brewers have a really good shot at knocking the Cubs out of the central division lead, taking that division lead, and then forcing St. Louis to play the Cubs for the wild card. However... You have the Dodgers at Arizona, who has been eliminated, and they're resting their stars, uh, Goldschmidt and Peralta, their best hitters. Um, So they're playing three games at Arizona. They have an off day, and then three games in San Francisco, which they're not great, but San Francisco hates to lose to Los Angeles. So that's tough. Then you have the Cardinals playing Milwaukee and an off day, and then three in Chicago. Cardinals play only teams that they need to beat to survive. So that's pretty interesting. I feel like that puts a real target, a real goal in your brain as a player to play hard for six games. They also get an off day, which is nice. And then the Rockies play the Phillies, who have been eliminated, and Washington, who have been eliminated, both at home. So who do? if I had to pick today, who do I think misses the cut? I think I think the Rockies missed the cut. I'm sorry. I think the Rockies missed the cut. The Dodgers are playing well, and their pitchers have lit back up. Walker Bueller had his best game so far with 12 Ks. He has settled in. His legs are working. 
He looks very good. The Brewers, Christian Yelich is a hitting machine. They play Detroit. And the Cardinals, I think, have an uphill battle that they've been fighting ever since Mahini was uh, was, uh, let go. And I, I think they've got the momentum. I feel like the Rockies got freaked out when Trevor Story got hurt. So that's who I think misses the cut. They lost their mojo. Arenado's not hitting like he was. That's what I think their pitching has eased up. So I got to say Rockies, and I'm sorry. So non-playoff teams. Which non-playoff teams have the potential to make the biggest turnaround next year? Number one, Tampa Bay Rays. Number two, Philadelphia Phillies. And Brett's follow-up question to that is, are the Phillies still trending up despite their second-half struggles? Yes. I believe that they are. I think you might need a new manager. Also, Brett has been reading some buzz about the White Sox and Padres making big strides in the next one to two years. What do I think? I think the White Sox look a lot better than the Padres because the Padres have a pitching problem and they also, they're the Padres. So I think they need to make a big, big, big turnaround, but the White Sox have a ton of talent. So I think White Sox. So before I get into the little thing I was going to end the show on, Uh, I'm going to say the rosin bag has gone quiet for the past few weeks on Twitter. So please send us your questions. You can tweet them at, at three swings pod, and you can hashtag it with rosin bag. Send me your questions. Uh, you can ask me for advice and it doesn't have to be about baseball. I might answer through baseball, but the question doesn't have to be about baseball. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out one more time to my baseball team. Cause I was talking about how you want to feel like you're a part of something and, we have we are getting into the playoffs. Next week is the last game of our season and we are playing for first place basically. There's a, essentially a three-way tie for first place in our baseball league. We're playing one of the other first base first place teams. I changed my flight to a red eye so I could be back in time to play. I'm going to be delirious, but th- it means that much to me. Not because I want to win. I do. But because I want to play with this team, we played this weekend and I really love the league that I'm in. So I'm not trying to shame anybody. We played another team and we beat them 19 to one in the fourth inning. We had to call our game because the CYO league basically like bullied us off of the field. Pretty ridiculous. Uh, Just like a bunch of SUVs watching 10-year-old boys in digi camo uniforms play flag football on a Sunday afternoon with uh, like Blue Lives Matter stickers all over their car. Um, Just ridiculous. But the nice thing was both of our teams like banded together and (laughs) fought them. Um, But uh, we played really well. I got to, for the first time in four years, be part of of a double play. And it was one of the greatest feelings that I've ever experienced in my whole life. I've experienced a lot of great feelings, but this one is definitely up there. I love my team and everybody on it. We have a wonderful time. We respect each other. It's great. It's one of the greatest things I've ever done. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody. We got on base. We played hard. We communicated smart base running base coaching, told each other what to do. I also backed up my first baseman. We'd been doing that, trying to figure that, figure that out all season. You know, when you're trying to just get like, you know what needs to happen, but you just can't get it. The ball was straight to him, but smoked down the first baseline. It popped up on him 
and he went back to first base. And then I slid over and barehanded it up to him and got the runner. It was great. He did what he needed to do. I did what I needed to do. We worked together. It was amazing. Also, shout out to the Orthman brothers who play together. Uh, One's a shortstop. The other one's a center fielder. Shortstop was going back, 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 back for a big, 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 big pop-up. Fly ball. Tracking it, tracking it, tracking it. Then kind of lost it in the sun. His brother's playing uh, center coming up to catch it or to back him up. Shortstop brother catches it, bobbles it, starts falling on the ground. Center fielder brother catches the ball. I'm standing next to them and I go out with the fist. It was so great. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen and I was two feet away from it. I also hit a ball so loud. I I hit a baseball harder than I've ever hit a baseball in my life and all I did was swing the bat. It was great. So I highly recommend meditating. It can change a lot of things. Change your breathing. Change your mind. So this has been Three Swings. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, tune in for the Three Swings Award Show. I'm going to be picking the year's best performers, moments, and more. So please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff at Three Swings Pod. You can follow me. I'm at Rhea Butcher. Uh, definitely subscribe. Uh, write reviews. It helps the show out a lot. Get us back in that keynote, baby. I need to be in the keynote again. Um, you know, follow us on Spotify, whatever, wherever you listen to the podcast. We really appreciate it. And as I say every week, but I will tell you again, please tell one person. If you think they might like the podcast, let them know. Because that's the only way you grow the thing. And if you like something I said on the show uh, about changing your mind and attitude and how we can be kind to each other, tell somebody else about it. You don't even have to say I said it. That's not what it's about. It's about doing it. It's about going out into the world and saying, this is the kindness that I'm going to put out into the world. And it's not ignoring the sad stuff. It's just not bringing the sad stuff into everything. That's what we're going to do, right? Cool. So I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you liked it, you liked it. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.